Uh, joining us, though, now in the studio as we chat all things rugby league from the Daily Telegraph, the Big Sports Breakfast weekend co-host. He's got the back page of the paper today. Jeez, he's busy. He uh, accused Loz of wanting to give him a back scratch in the news break. I needed a back scratch in the news break. <laughs> Dean wouldn't do it for me. Dean Ritchie, morning. Good morning. Wouldn't scratch his back, Dean. Well... Bulldog, come know, on. Great friends with Laurie, but there's got to be some sort of boundaries. You can stay above well, the jump. You don't but... have to go up inside. Oh, well, my back's itchy, so I just needed someone to scratch it. Well, just there. I had just to get the corner of the a, wall. Just well, like a dog. Just <laughs> He's got fleas. He's got fleas, Loz. Is that jumper he wears every day? Clarky, it's good to be dog. back. It's nice to be back, Bulldog. Bring a bit of class and dignity back oh, to the show, because there know. are certain people on this panel yeah, who, when their captain coach... Yeah, exactly lift loose, the standards to the class that we desire at mm. this wonderfully credible station. Yeah, we set a high standard. Loz very rarely reaches it, but we do have a high standard in here. Fair point. But I would have scratched your back. Thank you. Yeah. No, well, you Come always to me need next someone time. to scratch your back. Mm. Get a back scratcher. Yeah, you, Where do I get that from? You, know, you, arrived, you arrived at seven. Mm. $2 <laughs> shop. There wouldn't be around that many... Around your exclusive parts, though, Laurie, mm. where you live. Tell me about the back page of the uh, Telegraph today, Dean. Craig Fitzgibbon, 20-year deal. Well, it's not at the Sharks. Officially a 20-year deal. <laughs> it's a good contract. Steve Mace, I interviewed the chairman. Very, very good operator, Steve Mace, I might add. And he thinks that Fitzgibbon's the perfect fit for Cronulla. And he wants him there long-term. He said he will be here for 20 years. That's how much confidence they've got in Fitzgibbon. I heard you guys this morning talking about it. Laurie potted my story, but we'll move on from that. <laughs> how many times did you ask? Because I know does. I know how this operates. You would have said he would have said oh, we want him long term, and you go how long? How long? How long? How long? How long? Like five, five, ten, <laughs> and, and he goes, "Well, I'm not sure." And then you would have said, "No, just put a number on." He goes, "Right, over twenty. Yeah. And then you went, "Thank you." And then you would have slammed down the phone, and then you went, I've got my story. You've just got no idea how Jeremy works, do you? (laughs) That's exactly how you operate. (laughs) You think Steve would fall into that trap? (laughs) Oh, yes. Is that an ex-player slash coach scorn? Yeah. (laughs) That's how it works. I know you. It's nice to be taught about journalism after 35 years (laughs) from a football player. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, before we were... So he just came out and said... 20-year deal, we want to sign him. Why 20? How old's Fitzy? Is Fitzy 40 and he's going to be 60? Yes. I think he was more getting to the point where... (laughs) He wants him long-term. They want him (laughs) long-term. That's our point, though. We get that. Why did you write 20 years? He said it, not me. (laughs) 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 Just just leave the headline to he wants Fitzy long-term. No. 20 smackaroos. Right on 20. Well, let's get Steve on the line. Yeah, good idea. (laughs) Are you glad Clark is back? Yeah, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Off you go. I love, I love that you got the exclusive, though. I, mm. I like seeing that. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I think everyone hopes that with Fitzy. I think yeah. he's... He's a long-term coach. Yeah. Yeah, no, and he's done a great job yeah. so far. Yeah. It, but it, very hard, I would imagine, like any role as a leader, very hard to to really make a, a, a long-term call after your, your first year. I think it takes a... It's like when you start at the highest level... Mm. Your first year, a lot of people don't know that much about you. There's obviously whispers, and they know your strengths and weakness to a certain extent. But over a period of time, as you've mentioned before, Loz, the highs and lows of coaching, that's when I think Fitzy's going to be judged. When the Sharks don't 
uh, get off to a great start or when they're, you know, they do go through a lot of injuries, that's when he's going to be judged the hardest. But yeah. looking at what he's done this season. He's done a fantastic job. Well, he's, he's yeah. over, surely he's overachieved. Surely he's a chance of coach of the year. I was just going to say, coach of the year candidates, Fitzgibbon would be a clear favourite. Got to be. Todd Payton. Oh, clear favourite, Fitzy. I think he would be. He's got to oh, be up no, there. I think Todd Payton. Payton would be second. Well, yeah. Todd Payton would, would with the Cowboys, would have been in most people's bottom four. That's I don't true. think I don't think the Sharks would have been in the bottom four of most people. Yeah, they, were, they were a team point. on the rise. Fair point. I, I, whereas the Cowboys were a team that were heading mm. south rather than north. Yeah, I think you're right, Loz. I think it's got to be Todd Payton. I'll throw in a smoky. Framing a market. Kevin Walters won seven from 24 last year. He's won 13 from 21 this year. He won't win it, but he should be in the conversation. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. And, and he, no doubt Fitz has done a great job as well. Yeah. But I, I think Todd Payton, for me, if we're doing it now, like yeah. the Sharks may, might finish on top of the table. Mm. You know, Penrith mightn't win another game and the Sharks might win their next three and all of a sudden you know, they're sitting in second. Or Can they finish first still? I think, I think they mathematically can. they can, yeah. but it would be yeah. unlikely. But, but if they did, then you, then you start to talk about Fitzy as being the, the coach of the year. But as it stands at the moment, I just see the Cowboys and where they were projected to finish compared to where the Sharks were, and I think that Todd Payton's done an outstanding job. Did you have Fitzy in camp for country? Fitzy in camp for country? I thought you might have had him in there maybe as an assistant back then. I was just wondering whether there's an insight as to what makes him no. tick. No. Because they've got to rap on him as a bloke just as much as a coach. Hmm. And his, his ethics, his morals... Uh, the boundaries he sets, the standards. He well, look at the sets. way he played, though, as well. Correct. He was—he made the most of his talent, didn't yeah. he? He was tough. Like, I remember playing... I think I'd only just started playing for Australia, so we spent a lot of time with the Roosters with New South Wales around that precinct at the SCG. Fitzy was always the bloke that would come over and say hello or watch your train or want to talk to you about how the team was going. He, he, was, always, he was always interested in, in all the other sports. He was always a gentleman, very well respected. Did you ask him in return? Yeah, I love the Roosters, of course. Not as much as the Tigers, but I love the Roosters. But I think it was the way he played as well. Now you see that. That's why people respect him now, as a yeah, you know, oh. whether it was a player or a coach. He, he worked the best his backside of, off to got, get the best out of got himself. Got the best out of himself yeah. as a player. He yeah. just worked really hard and obviously transitioned into coaching and had a great apprenticeship at the Roosters under Trent Robinson. And he's taken everything that he learnt over to the Sharks and they're having a, a wonderful, wonderful year, led by... Craig, but also you know, the players that he's brought mm. to the club. You talk about standards. Well, you know, Cam McGuinness, Starfanuk and Nico yeah. Hines, they've lifted the standard of the Sharks and they're playing good football. Are we getting ready, Loz, for a team outside the top four to potentially make the grand final and win it? Normally we're only talking top four, but we mm. clearly now have the Roosters and the Bunnies who are steaming home. What's well, going to happen at some point in time? Uh, um, you know, I, I think someone will, and it possibly could be this year. You, you, you'd never know. You'd never know, but you look at all We're those We're talking teams. about it more this year than normal, though, aren't we? Because generally, if you finish sixth or seventh, you're yeah. basically written off and dismissed. But possibly year... because the wheels, not that they've fallen off Penrith, but you know, all of a sudden they're starting to get a few injuries. Back to the field, and, marginally. And suspensions, although those players will be there. I, I still think Penrith will be hard to beat if they have their players available. Um, but all the other teams, the Cowboys, Sharks, Storm, what, Rabbitohs, Roosters, 
Eels, Broncos, they're, they're all similar ilk, really, aren't they? Mm. You know, Penrith are the standout, and then you've got these other teams that are capable of winning. Who knows? Who knows? That, that's the exciting thing about playing a final series. You've got to get it right on the night, and you've got to get it right for four weeks. Tell you what it has done is it's really livened up the prospects in the finals. We thought a few weeks ago it would be Penrith by a country mile. Melbourne had lost three in a row. Parramatta were inconsistent. Roosters and South had been modest at best. But suddenly Melbourne's back. Uh, you know, the Roosters, the Bunnies, uh, the Cowboys are still being fairly mm. consistent. So it's going to ensure what will be an absolute ripping final series. It's going to be a beauty. Uh, now, the Newcastle Knights and, uh, well, Andre Pocknup was even quoted in the news press the great earlier man. this week in regards to well, what his son, Caelan, was doing in the toilet cubicle with Kurt Mann the other night, saying that, uh, well, he made an exciting house purchase on Saturday, celebrated with mates, was unfortunately sick in the toilet, and his mate went in to help him. So uh, where does this all end up, particularly for Caelan Ponga? Well, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the NRL integrity has taken over, which I think probably the Newcastle Knights would be uh, grateful for. It saves them having to be the school taskmaster, yeah. so the NRL mm. can now do it, and the Knights just fall in the line behind that. Uh, look, I don't think it'll go too much further. Look, it wasn't a good look. Everyone out there has got an opinion of what they think happened in the toilet. No one knows. There's no cameras in there. There are two people that know, and they have denied it. I guess... We have to take them on their word in terms of an investigation. Uh, I think that they will avoid any major punishment. There might be a fine in there, but if Caelan Ponga was sick in the toilet and Kurt Mann went in mm. to help his friend, then you could argue what have they done wrong. Can I, can I ask, though, Bulldog, if you're setting an example on player behaviour and player standards, if... You have two players that are late for a bus that are stood down for a game and you have a player that stood down that swore at a trainer. You would argue that two players that are injured being out on the drink would be a far worse offence. Well, is, that, is that... Oh, 100% but, yeah. So, So when you say you don't think that it will be suspended... I was more well, referring to major punishment. Yeah, right. All those three... Uh, adding to the problems that Newcastle have with their culture. I think that's becoming abundantly clear now that the Knights have issues up there. These incidents are happening far too regularly for them not to be accused of having a problem with their culture. Uh, look, the Clemethine was disappointing. Uh, Tuala and Best was disappointing. Ponga, man, the list keeps going on. Mm. None of those are major, major incidents, and I'm not no. dismissing them as being trivial, but I'm just saying... And if saying, they were isolated events, 100%. like the players... Not being on time for the bus. I mean, that's just one of these things where you go, boys, next time something will happen. But if they're trying to change the standards well, straight three away... three in a fortnight. Yeah, that's exactly right. Three in a it's fortnight. It's just compounded itself and they've had to take action. But I, I was just interested when you said, you know, there, there, nothing might come of this. I'm thinking, well, hang on, something has to come of it because you've stood these two blokes down for missing a bus or being late for a bus. And... What Kurt Mann and Kalen did, being out on the drink while injured and not playing, is worse than not showing up for a bus on time. Yeah, I probably didn't um, 
explain it properly. I was like, when I said nothing, I, I was more referring to anything major happening. There, yeah. there might be a fine in yeah. there. I can't see them being suspended unless, yeah, they've been drug tested. If something comes back in the drug test, I'm just mm. surmising. But look, we have to believe them on their word. It wasn't a good look. Perhaps Carlin should know better as being the leader and the face of the club. His father, Andrew. Andre. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Should maybe, should maybe just stay out of it. But it was good to have Andre back in the uh, television screens again. I miss the big man. <laughs> good stuff, Bullfrog. If you've got a question for Bulldog, give us a call. 133353. Send us a text 0419767272. And doggy... Corey Norman, it's been confirmed overnight, an eight-week suspension and a 500-pound fine for grade F contrary behaviour for putting his finger in an area he shouldn't in a match between Toulouse and Warrington in the UK Super League. What do you say? Just a grubby act, isn't it? I spoke to his manager yesterday, Paul Sutton, who's a very, very good operator, and he claims it would be an accident. Corey's been a colourful figure off the field, but on the field his behaviour's been generally pretty good. So this would be a little bit out of context on field. But you know, the vision seemed fairly clear when I looked at it and the judiciary over there seemed fairly clear. Um, eight weeks is a fairly heavy suspension. Not forgetting Toulouse, there's three games left, uh, four games left for Clarkey in Super League. Yep. And they are running last. So they will more than likely be relegated. So not only has he lost... That'll top it off. And he hasn't got a contract for next year. So the timing of this is poor for Corey in terms of what it means to his club, whether they stay promoted in Super League and for his future. Me and Loz were confused this morning. Like, it looks like he must know the guy. Like He gets up after doing it and has a bit of a chuckle, a bit of a laugh. They'd had a running battle for the previous five or ten minutes. So they'd been at each other. So that was obviously the How final act in the, in the drama. How are you ever thinking that? I don't know. No matter what your running battle is, how are you ever thinking about that? Surely it has to. Surely, like his manager said, he just didn't know his hand was there. Oh, I can't even, I, I can't comprehend it. What Rugby do you think? <laughs> yeah, footy at its best. Seriously, Loz, your sport. How yeah, good are we? Rugby mate. league. <laughs> Does it have any other sport? And, mate, you know the other thing that I thought about when I watched the footy? You got, like, like oh, you're playing asked. Speedos. You got your shorts on and your Speedos on. Uh, like, mate, you're scratching I, the surface. Get out of there. Get out of there. I don't have to get graphic. Yeah, but what are you thinking? <laughs> I don't, well, surely, I, don't surely, I don't know, I don't know. Surely you didn't think that when you were playing. Never came across my mind. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. uh, Stuart's back at training this morning. Unbelievable. He is. For Canberra. Yeah, the great man was back at four o'clock yesterday when his one-week suspension concluded. And no doubt he'll come back full of beans, full of passion. Spoke to him a couple of times during his suspension. He, he took it easy. I think he might have ducked away for a night or two just to clear the old head. And... Uh, He's got to get back quick, Rick, in terms of his side. There's still a big chance, Loz. They're one win outside the top eight. Uh, and they've got a pretty good draw, the Raiders. So they can really... We talk about the Roosters and the Bunnies, mm. which is fine. 
but let's not ride off the Raiders just yet. Well, like, they, Newcastle. they could shock everybody and sneak in. Well, it's a tough game against Newcastle because of what's happened up there this week. You know, they'll rally around each other. Newcastle Raiders have to travel up there, and it's it's going to be tough for them. You know, but then they got Manly, and they got Manly at home, and Manly are without Jake, and we know the struggles that they're having uh, since. You know, not wearing the or wearing those jerseys, but the seven players pulling out of that uh, game because of the the pride jersey, and then they finish off with the West Tigers. So they're three winnable games for the Raiders, and if they win those games, and teams in front of them stumble, well, they will get there. Five dollars top eight, the Raiders. The Roosters are a dollar eight, and obviously only one win ahead of them at the moment. The so. problem with the Raiders is they're four and against. Yeah, so it's essentially two so games behind. Yeah, they don't win those three. They don't deserve to be there. No, that's exactly Tigers right. last, Manly chaos, and Knights yeah. disaster at the moment. Yeah, mm. yeah, they should be winning the three games. Yeah. And just aside, if they did sneak in that you wouldn't want to play lots, I mean, clearly you don't want to play near the top eight because they're there for a reason because yeah. they're good football teams. But the Raiders have just got a little bit of that, mm. maybe that little bit of that a X bit of factor, toughness. a bit of toughness, and you just think, if I could avoid them, I'd prefer to. Yeah, well, you you know that. Yeah, it's the best you way know, Ricky will have them wound up. Yeah, just they'll, they'll be more than competitive. You know, they'll be in your face and they'll be, you know, causing errors and, yeah, you know, just doing things that you just don't want to come up against in a semi final. You know, that tough defensive system that they'll come out of the line and they'll put you under pressure and if the execution is not great, you'll force yourself into error and then you'll compound one error with two and then you get frustrated and they can frustrate a team in a big mm. game, Canberra. There was a suggestion that Ricky might have been on the sideline last week in the Victor Vikings mascot outfit. <laughs> I heard that rumour. <laughs> they checked it, it out. Got him though. near the bench and yeah. got him near his players. <laughs> Very wise. No one would have known. <laughs> Uh, Saw said, "Will Latrell Well said. placed, sources, Clarky. <laughs> yeah. Well placed. Yeah. Twenty year deal, Victor the Va- <laughs> yeah. Victor the Viking, friend of the couple, <laughs> close friend of the family. I want Steve Mace on this program. Well, get him on. I've got I've got his number, Macy. Oh, I want to see where he said twenty years. Twenty years. Twenty year contract. What do you think when they're quoted as close friends? <laughs> of I think Clark? it's an absolute load of rubbish. Right. Okay. okay. I'd like to see any source said write their name or say their name." Or the journo right there. By the way, when you're away, I did take the liberty. I hope you don't mind of um, paying the money so you can join the uh, journalist union. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So am I in? Yeah, you're in. How long yeah. is my membership for? Uh, one year. Perfect. Four, 20 one, years. When does he have to hold the plaque up? Four, one, double, two. Four, one, double, When's two. his first March? Perfect. Yeah. What well, do I get? Do you get a free T-shirt? Or what no, do you get? no, no, no. you just got to support the, the media. Okay. Back them every time when you're on radio. Yeah, they still March. They still go out. Oh, I do don't they know. put their pens down and I'd, walk out? What do they do? I'd be too lazy to walk. <laughs> in a word, does Latrell Mitchell play tomorrow night? Yes. I spoke to Jason Dimitro. It's mm. tightness in the groin, nothing more. Unless they're playing silly buggers, I don't think Dimitro does that. Tell me someone geez, hasn't got it. Geez, I hope he doesn't play tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'll, he'll, quite firm with no. Yeah, yeah. Well, money based on what the coach yeah. tells me, and he said he'll 100% play. So if he doesn't play, blame him. Blame the coach. Blame me. Blame Steve Mace. Blame a tight groin. <laughs> Tell me a dude that hasn't got a tight groin. Well, thank you, Clarky, on that note. I think I'll 7.30, good night. <laughs> Can you do an in-depth follow-up on Corey Norman? <laughs> thank you, Paul. Thank you.